Welcome, everyone, to this edition of Pop Tech Radio, popular technology radio, that is. I'm Mike Etchar. Glad you are joining us today. On this lovely warming Saturday, I got my good friend Brent Butterworth on the line. Brent, how are you today? I am doing great, Mike, and thanks for having me on again. <laughs> you know, how long have we been doing this together, off and on? Oh, God, you know, I was reading an article I wrote like, oh, I don't know, at least eight or nine years ago that was talking about how I was riding my bike to go be on the on your oh, radio show. That's right. You used to ride your bicycle from the San Fernando Valley over the hill into sort of south of Hollywood at the Peterson Automotive Museum where we used to yeah. do Yeah. It's about a 25-mile ride. Yeah. You were a maniac. Well, at least on the way in, it was in the morning. So Yes, exactly. <laughs> that was easy. On the way back, not so easy. That was a level of dedication nobody else had, Brent. So, so. <laughs> I do appreciate it. You know, I, I was just kind of scanning the news of what's, you know, what's going on in our world. Mm-hmm. I just noticed that there's a new Bose noise-canceling headphone on the market. Is that, there it is. Yeah. And I know, of course, you are the man when it comes to headphones. SoundstageSolo.com, of course, is the website that you uh, yeah. review and host a lot of stuff about headphones. Now, I just glanced at it. These seem to be very close. They look different, but at least price point-wise, they're not terribly more than, is it the Quiet Comfort? 35s that, that are kind of right. in the... Right, the, the QC35 twos are the current model. Everybody in the world practically is aware of what Bose noise-canceling headphones look like. And they've been kind of running on the same design now for about 10 years. And But they've updated it, uh, you know, adding Bluetooth and, and making a few tweaks here and there. This is the first redesign that they've done really kind of in their like 20-year history of this. And it looks radically different. It looks much more stylish than their previous ones did, which looked kind of generic, uh, especially after everybody else copied the look. And I just got my first chance. I borrowed a pair from, I also write for Wirecutter, which is a big New York Times website. And so they got a pair in and I got to run some quick measurements on them yesterday and listen to them for about five minutes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Not exactly a, a long afternoon spent with the headphones. But now no. they do look much more, I'll use the word streamlined. There's sort of a thinner band that goes over your head. Are the QC35 twos going to go away or do they live in the same universe? I think they'll go away, especially once people try the new ones. Because I thought, I'll just give you my quick first impression, I thought the new ones were even more comfortable than the old ones. And the old ones were, you know, revered for their comfort. Yeah, they're pretty And they look way cooler. And they just feel cooler. They're more comfortable. Based on my very quick impression, they seem to sound better. Uh, The old ones sounded fine, but these have a little more, like, life and kind of vividness to them without sounding, you know, messed up or colored or unnatural and the coolest thing is you know bose and sony to some extent were notorious for a phenomenon that i call eardrum suck which is when you put these noise canceling headphones on it feels like you're you know like when you go up in a high-speed elevator in like a hundred-story building your eardrums the quick change in pressure sort of sucks out on your eardrums Mm -hmm. and it's painful a lot of people get the same feeling from noise canceling headphones mainly the really good noise canceling headphones like bose and sony so I did a big expose on this <laughs> last year. Expose? <laughs> or, yeah, or actually earlier this year, I think it was. Google Brent Butterworth eardrums suck and you'll find it. <laughs> and uh, I think it's the most popular article ever on, on Soundstage. Weirdly enough, I didn't think anybody would read it. But yeah, so what happens is it's just a psychosomatic effect of 
having, you know, what happens with noise-canceling headphones is they work in the bass, but by one kilohertz, you know, kind of a middle frequency, they don't work at all. And that change in the sound kind of triggers a, a weird reaction in your brain to make it think that you're getting this pressure difference when you're not. So anyway, the new ones have adjustable noise canceling, so you can set it for different levels of noise canceling. And uh, I couldn't... <laughs> yeah, brand new product. I couldn't get the app working with either an Android or an iOS device. Oh. But I'm sure they'll get it working at some point. But they do have a button on there that I found that even though they didn't have any instructions with the thing, because it's just basically the instructions are download the app. But I found a button on there, and the button lets you switch between no noise canceling, halfway noise canceling, and full noise canceling. And the halfway noise canceling setting is really good, and the eardrum suck is very minimal. So I think people who have had problems with Bose headphones in the past will get these and go, ah, this is what I've been looking for. I'm thinking the engineers at Bose read your article. <laughs> I would like to think that. However, the lead time on these kind of I, products is a lot longer than the, the few of, months that my article's been of, out. Of course. Yeah, but now, are these headphones even out yet? Wirecutter got a pair. Okay. All right. So they, they were so, well, an advanced... Uh, might have been a little bit advanced. Hang on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to Bose's site. I don't know. You know, I just... Lauren Dragon, who's the headphone editor at Wirecutter, just brings me stuff to measure all she's she gets like every headphone in pretty much i mean she gets probably a few hundred a year and she just brings them to me to measure and well while you're looking at that we're gonna take a quick break when we come back we will tell you if those brand new bose noise canceling headphones are on the market what they're called and other cool stuff we've got brent butterworth here you're listening to pop tech radio we will be right back Cancer is the number one cause of death by disease for children in the U.S. today. Since the Austin Hatcher Foundation's birth in 2006, it has grown to provide unique programs to help the children and the families affected by pediatric cancer. Support begins at the time of diagnosis and continues throughout survivorship at no cost to families. Lives touched by the foundation continue to rise each day. But we need your help. Donate, volunteer, or partner with the Austin Hatcher Foundation. Learn how you can get involved. Visit HatcherFoundation.org for more information. Pop Tech Radio, Mike Edchart with my good friend Brent Butterworth. He, of course, of The Wirecutter. He is a staff writer at The Wirecutter in the musical instrument and audio section, if you are on that wonderful website. He's also an editor for Soundstage Solo, the website. He's a writer for The Jazz Times. He's an upright bass player. He is a renaissance man. Those new Bose headphones are called the NC700s. They retail at... Three ninety nine. There are no deals on Bose headphones, are there, Brent? It's not like you can only oh. only after they've been on the market for a long time. Gotcha. Retailers don't discount those ever. I don't think. No, Bose is sort of notoriously effective at policing uh, what they call map pricing. You know, minimum advertised map price. Map price, of course. Yeah. Because you know, legally, you can't tell someone what to sell your product for. However. There are ways. <laughs> there are ways. To, yes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's rare to find. You'll find them. I mean, I, you know, Prime Day is coming up next yes. week. Yeah. And um, you will 
probably see a deal or two on Bose with that. But you know, since I think you know all the attention is going to go to the new headphone, and everybody's going to want to pay the extra fifty dollars, so maybe the QC35 will get discounted, or maybe they'll have the original version of the QC35 or the QC25, which is their old wired one. And we should say all these new ones we're talking about are Bluetooth, of course, because everything's kind of moving to Bluetooth at this yeah. point. And no cables, of course, because even if yeah. you. I'm I'm still hanging on to my old iPhone 6s, I believe, only because of the cable. And I've got just so many wired headphones around. I could use the adapter, but it's just I lose those, and it's just easy yeah. to keep the older phone. For the time well, being. you know, they you know all these phone manufacturers have to submit their stuff to the FCC for approval, and according to some FCC photos that somebody got, the new Samsung Galaxy Note does not have a headphone jack. And Samsung was, you know, the last sort of big holdout. Yeah, yeah. So that may be, it may be gone pretty soon. It kind of makes me sad, to be honest. Um, I'm, as I'm talking to you, listening on wired headphones. It's just, uh, I don't know if it's an age demographic thing. <laughs> Bluetooth is still, it's not perfect. And you got to charge them, and it's just so much easier to keep the wired headphones for so many things that I do, at least. yeah. But, you know, I just went to New York for a, a big wire cutter meeting. And first time I've been in New York in a couple of years. When you go to New York, you can really see what headphones people are wearing. Yes. Um, far more than you can here in L.A. Yeah. And because you go on the subway and you walk around the streets and you see what's going on. And, I mean, the number of Apple AirPods, you oh, might see, see hundreds of them just walking around New York City in the course of a day. Yeah. And I still think they look kind of uncool and i don't like in-ear stuff anyway in general i don't recall are, are you a fan of the apple earbuds no because it's a one-size-fits-none sort of uh, <laughs> arrangement and there's no tips or anything on them you just sort of shove them in your ears and so the fit and the sound really vary from person to person i think most people find them comfortable and they sound good enough but you know i use the jabra elite active 65t which is sort of like the hot buzz non-apple yeah non-apple true wireless earphones so these are like the apples in that you know there's no cable connecting them it's a cool design i think you probably like them they kind of screw into your ear if that makes sense yes you kind of twist them into your ear almost like those like custom earphones so they stay really secure they sound pretty good they're comfortable for you know, I'd say about an hour and a half, and they're perfect for like the gym because they can't fall out and they're sweat proof. And I use them for most of my phone calls because the noise canceling mics in them are really good. And it's a great product, and I like it so much better than the Apple thing. Now, it's not as smart as the Apple thing, but. Uh, What's the price of them? Uh, like, they typically run just a little under 200 Okay, so they're, they're fairly expensive. The, they are. Yeah. So they're actually a step above. Are the Apple ones 100 bucks? I can't remember now. They're 150 usually. Um, I gotta say, there's a ton of action in this true wireless category. You should probably get a set. Yeah, um, but hold that thought because we gotta take a break. <laughs> We're talking everything with Brent Butterworth on his trip to New York and what's going on in the world of headphones, which is unending. So we got more with Brent when we come back. You're listening to Poptech Radio. Brembo has been stopping champions on the track as well as drivers like you and me on the street for over 50 years. Whether it's UV-coated brake discs, low-dust premium ceramic brake pads, or high-temperature brake fluid, 
BrimboStoreUSA.com is the place to go to buy genuine Brembo OE equivalent replacement brake components. Go to BrimboStoreUSA.com to help you achieve that 60 to 0 braking performance you deserve and expect from Brembo. Brembo, the choice of champions and consumers for over 50 years. We're back. It's Pop Tech Radio. Mike Etchar, Brent Bodworth from The Wirecutter. He's also the editor at Soundstage Solo, which is a great website for headphones. He's a writer for the Jazz Times. He's an upright bass player. He is a renaissance man. We are talking to him today about, well, we've drifted into headphones. Now, you just found on Amazon your next set of headphones, right? I'm pretty sure. There's a big trend now that for more than a decade... Uh, almost all headphones have been made in China by companies that you've never heard of. You know, big companies uh, like you know, the Sonys and Sennheisers and AKGs of the world have their headphones made by a Chinese company that you've never heard of. So now these Chinese companies that you've never heard of are starting to market under their own brand names, right? And some of them have done really, really well, and some of them are really serious about it, and they're doing really good product. But I just found one on Amazon because I was looking for the Bose headphones. And, you know, all this stuff pops up on Amazon. They start throwing all this stuff at you. And I found How Major Headphones, H-A-O-M-E-J-A. And their main page has like a rear photo of something that looks like a Batmobile. And it says, How Major Headphones have supercar loud boom sounds. And then they have pictures of the headphones that say, boom, 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 headphone good sound. (laughs) Clearly. <laughs> and the funny thing is, they may be perfectly good headphones. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know? Exactly. But nobody is a native English speaker, and they need help in the marketing department. It's, But their entry to market is simple, isn't it? You get it up on Amazon. Get it on Amazon, and they live and die on Amazon, basically. Um, you know, in China, they have Alibaba and stuff like that. So they, they I'm sure they sell there, too. But in the U.S., I, and I've talked to some of these people, and I've actually befriended some of these people. And... Um, mainly because they're like constantly emailing me, but they, um, yeah, they, they basically sell entirely on Amazon and, uh, at least in the U S but you know, Amazon's a big part of the headphone market. That's for sure. Well, and, uh, it's a yeah. gigantic part of the headphone market, uh, you know, and it's, well, it's a gigantic part of everything, of course, but, um, it just seems like certain categories really are dominated by Amazon more so than even others. And, and headphones sure is one of them. And I've, you know, waded in and, and looked for various things because I'm always kind of looking for things that I use at the gym to work out with. And, and I don't like tinny sound. In fact, especially at the gym, I want really good sound. And so I'm always on there looking around. And it's stunning how many different headphones are out there. I mean, it is just saturated 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 and yet it just seems like more and more come into the market and i don't see that slowing down anytime soon i don't either and i don't frankly i don't understand it because just so there must be there's hundreds and hundreds of brands of headphones and probably you've heard of you know most of us could name uh you know most enthusiasts could probably name 20 and most uh you know the average person on the street could probably name three yeah so, right but but they must be making some money on this because they keep cranking this stuff out. They keep selling it, and it's it's out there. But like you said in the last segment, you know when you go to 
when you go to a big city, uh, or, or and we live in a big city, but West Coast cities are slightly different than, than the rest of the world's big cities. Um, you're around people more, and you see what they're wearing. <laughs> and, and I've been to New York for about it, two years either. Uh, but I remember that last time. You just see, you know, everybody is in their own world on headphones, going, going on the public transportation, walking down the street. Um, and even here in L.A., you see the, the ear pods everywhere. Boy, that has just been a stunningly successful product for Apple. Um, I don't care for the way they look. I don't care for the way they feel or really the way they sound. Um, but that doesn't seem to stop anybody else. Do you get data? You don't really get sa- – nobody has proper sales data. It's all kind of sales data from a, from a retailer or from Amazon, right? That mm-hmm. Nobody has any idea how, how well Apple is doing with that definitively. But I suspect they're making money. Oh, yeah. On that, oh well, I don't know how much money they're making on it, but although that's you know they're they're a public company, you can probably more or less find that out. But um, you know they're they're selling in the tens of millions of units. You know they'll I think they're going to break. Um, you know they're they're already in the how many digits is that seven eight digits right now in terms of units way into the eight digits. You know tens of millions, and yeah they'll they'll end up selling oh, more than a hundred million I'm sure. Um, you know, their numbers, the numbers they do on those AirPods are, are almost like the rest of the headphone industry combined. Right, right, right. Well, and, and I assume Apple's never been shy about pricing, um, and I suspect that there's a pretty good margin for them in that, in a way that other headphone, especially some of the Chinese companies coming in, aren't. Maybe that's an incorrect assumption, but I, I bet they're doing pretty well profit-wise on those. I would have to think... Given that they have, I'm sure the best sourcing people in the world, yes. and they and that they can really grind their suppliers for uh, for great prices, I have to think. You know, they're just such a huge player. I have to think that they're making some money on that. I mean, you know, Apple's usually pretty good at making money because they don't blow their products out for nothing like a lot of people do. Right. See, as and we were kind of saying the same thing about Bose. Um, you know, Bose is very aggressive on on maintaining their their map, their minimum advertised price, and the same with Apple. You don't see you don't see Apple stuff discounted almost ever. You know, occasionally they will do it themselves, but boy, you rarely see retail. And when they do, it's pennies, you know, or a couple of bucks. It's nothing to speak of. So, yeah. Again, and I'm not a fan of those. I'm a big fan of Apple, but I don't care for those. Um, nor have I ever liked any of their earbuds. Personally, but that's you know that's just me. And on that note, though, Brent, we do need to take a quick commercial break. You okay with that? I'm good with that. Awesome. All right, we're talking with Brent Butterworth. He, of course, from the Wire Cutter, from Soundstage Solo, from Jazz Times. He is with us today, and we're coming right back with more on Pop Tech Radio. Dodge Performance Days, where that new car smell gets replaced by the scent of burned rubber. With Dodge Charger and its available best-in-class 485 horsepower, Dodge Challenger Hellcat Red Eye, with up to 797 horsepower and 707 pound-feet of torque, and the powerful seven-passenger Dodge Durango. Hurry in for great deals now at Dodge Performance Days. Ward's large regular car vehicle segment. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC.
Hey, we're back. It's Pop Tech Radio. Mike Edshar, Brent Butterworth from the Wirecutter, from Soundstage Solo, from Jazz Times, who's joining me. Now, Brent, we were talking, of course, a lot about headphones, as we often do when you were here. Are you still an Android user? You you are notoriously uh, notorious. That's the wrong word. You are. That's fine. Uh, okay, <laughs> notoriously. I'll go with notoriously. Uh, you, you're not a user of Apple products, right? In general, you are. You're an Android phone user, as I recall. Is that correct? Well, I'm, I, I am. However, I, I always have iOS products, you know, Apple products, mm-hmm. um, because for two reasons. Number one, I have to test headphones. So sometimes the headphone only has an iOS app. And also, I kind of feel like I should be using iOS because that's what a lot of people use. Now, on top of that, though, uh, you know, I'm a musician and I started seriously playing gigs about two years ago for the first time in decades. And um, I first gig i did the guitar player had an ipad with all these great apps on it with all his music on it and that's all he brought to the gig i was like i gotta get that so i immediately got an ipad and i got the stand and everything that you can put it on and so i use an ipad for every gig i play unless they have a book you know some kind of charts or something i just bring my ipad and my little ipad stand and uh it's pretty that is, for that. that it's is it. pretty slick for musicians, absolutely. But I bring that up because uh, I know you're an Android phone user. Uh, you maybe yeah. saw this. Uh, as many as 25 million Android phones have been hit with malware that replaces installed apps like WhatsApp uh, with uh, evil versions, as this article on Forbes says, uh, that serve up uh, adverts. Cybersecurity researchers warned on Wednesday. Most victims are in India, where 15 million were infected, but uh, 300,000 in the U.S., um, about a little less in the U.K. Yikes, uh, a malware thing happening in the world of Android. And I know Cody Castleberry, I think, our producer and engineer, listening in right now. He is an Android user as well. Uh, does that give you pause when you uh, see stuff like this as an Android user? No, I trust Google to fix everything for me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. You are a trusting individual, Brent Butter. What else am I going to do? I mean, I'm not going to, like, switch to something else. You know, I'm not going to, like, junk my fancy Samsung phone. I'm not going to, you know, uh, it's like all the rest of the stuff. Unless you're, like, a really serious IT person, you are fairly helpless. And you can basically maintain best practices like not opening up obviously fraudulent emails and stuff like that but what are you going to do yeah but it's interesting maybe this is common but you clearly went ios when it came to a tablet without even batting an eye well because that's what all the musicians were using and i wanted to have something that i knew i could get the right apps for right so that's the only reason I don't like their operating system. I find it to be really clumsy. And like, if you're trying to, you know, I get a lot of PDF files of, of charts I have to read. And, you know, it's just ridiculous with an Android. I can just drag all the uh, files into a folder and bam, I can read them. Whereas on the iPad, it's a big, I end up basically emailing them to myself and then <laughs> having to download them from the email and then transfer them into the proper app. And it just takes forever and it's really annoying. So I don't like iOS. I think it's really clumsy and, and they're bound by this, this silly ergonomic rules they came up with in the early 80s. Yeah. And, you know, it's like this stuff doesn't make sense anymore to me. And so, um, but you know, it works fine. And if I had to use iOS for the rest of my life, that would be fine too. It really doesn't make a big difference. They both, both systems work fine. 
Yeah, they they do. And well, in the, in the case of your what you're using it for, if you're not a musician or you don't know musicians, um, you know, you used to do if you're if you're doing a jazz gig, we frequently you you have as you kind of alluded to something called the book. There is a a a, a thing called the real book, which has yeah. uh, tons of of basically it's it's kind of um, shorthand for how to play certain songs. There's basically just the melody and, and the, the underlying chords. Yeah. And that's what historically you used. And you dragged this big book and everybody's was all worn and beat up. And, and now you bring in your slim and small tablet, in, in most cases, an iPad. Yeah. It's dramatically different and, and cooler. I mean, it's amazing how that's really freed everybody. Well, it just, it, you know, I have... On, on the iPad that I bring to gigs with me, I have not only there's an app called iReal Pro, yep. which gives you chord charts for basically every tune you can imagine. And for a bass player, that's usually enough. But I have all three of the original real books. I have real books one, two, and three. I have the Latin real book. I have the real book in B flat or E flat, just in case <laughs> I happen to, well, just in case I happen to be with a horn player who didn't bring their book, and I don't really need the book because I'm reading off of iReal Pro, which is on my phone also, and I end up having to loan out my iPad to people that didn't bring their book, and blah blah, you know. <laughs> a leader on these dates. That's nobody worries about the, the guy. You know, as a bass player, I'm I'm supposed to sort of make everything happen. So well, there you go. There you, you know. go. But tablets have changed. Uh, working musicians' lives for the better in a dramatic fashion in terms of oh that. yeah, and then you can get these uh, you can get these things that you stomp on that are Bluetooth page turners. Yes. And you, can, you can just stomp to turn your page. And uh, for drummers, they have a <laughs> they actually have one that you hit with a drumstick. Um, it's pretty <laughs> cool. And so in classical music, especially, I, th- I think you know the, the classical music is very traditional, and you're still going to keep having the charts, but it's it's sort of standard in classical music for you know somebody to do the page turning for you in in some cases or you're doing the page turning yourself depending on how the parts are written out for bass players it's a big deal because you don't ever get to stop playing pretty much you know when i play big band stuff it's it's, i have four or five sheets on there so still the big bands i do play with have charts that are all written out and they don't have their charts on a, on pads yet but you know most of the bands that play gigs i've noticed now that tour and stuff where they're using music will be using ipads because it's just so much easier so much easier absolutely and i and i know as a keyboard player they make programs now where it's got it's basically set list programs where you call up the song you're doing and then it makes all your program changes on your keyboards based on on the song title yeah wow it's pretty cool, yeah. So you just just call up whatever the song is, and then your you know what all the sounds you have programmed in to use on that song just immediately change based on that set list program. So it's pretty cool. There's a lot of cool stuff out there, but we got to take a break. We're talking to Brett Butterworth. You're listening to Pop Tech Radio. We'll be right back. Have you ever tried to plan a vacation and the hotel costs, airfare, and pet sitter all add up to one big never mind? Well, it's time to embrace the adventure and go RVing instead. GoRVing.com is your one-stop shop for all things RV camping. Browse the different types of RVs, find a rental agent or dealer near you, and compare the costs. Explore more than 16,000 RV parks and campgrounds nationwide, and even plan your menus for the trip. Find out what you've been missing at GoRVing.com. That's GoRVing.com.
coming back. It's PopTech Radio. Mike Edshart with my good friend Brent Butterworth from The Wirecutter. He's, of course, the editor at Soundstage Solo. Also, a great website for headphones. He's a writer at the Jazz Times. And want to jump back because we were talking about that malware thing with with Android, uh, which is called Agent Smith. I didn't finish my thoughts on that. But uh, our producer and, and engineer, Cody Castleberry, you've just been reading on the break, Cody. And um, this is an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's kind of pretty much feels very similar to to a lot of the viruses that go around on on computers, like uh, with Trojans and all that kind of stuff. That uh, it's just more of being careful of what you're clicking and where you're going. Just because you see an ad on your app or uh, on a web page that you're browsing, doesn't mean it's safe to click. If you click this app, you um, that's how, I mean, this is how this Agent Smith is getting around is people will click an ad. It'll take them to a page and they'll download an app that they think they're downloading, but it's it's a fake app and it starts infecting your phone. So just always be diligent about internet safety, um, even on your phone. Uh, I know some people get lax and they think that it isn't as important on their phone as it is on their computer or their other devices, but it's it's still very important. Yeah, this particular one has spread via a third-party app store, which is called uh, the number9apps.com, owned by Alibaba, not the official Google Play store. So in this scenario, these kind of non-Google Play attacks, uh, you know, kind of happen on these kind of developing countries like India, which I think this one is, is where it's predominantly affecting people. So you got to be careful out there. Always, always, always. But it's just a drag. <laughs> like Brent said at the yeah. last, you know, you, it's just part of the Wild West of being so tied to our mobile devices, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't, I don't see, other than devoting your every waking hour to this stuff, I don't really see. But, you know, that's the thing. It's like, just, just you know, do do best practices. Just don't do, you know, the funny thing for me is, most of the spam emails I get are so obvious yeah. that, you know, they have misspellings in them and, and it'll be supposedly from Apple or something. And, you know, it'll, it'll be, it, it's like, you can't find somebody in whatever country you're in that, that it has a good command of English. It's like, that'd probably be a good investment of $10 for you. You know, that's the thing is that we're, we're very fortunate that they're, that they're so relatively easy to spot in most cases. Yeah. But, but maybe someday they will not be. I've seen a few that aren't Maybe. super easy to, to spot, um, but it's just they also hit you with urgency. If something seems too urgent, like you got to do this right now, um, we're going to shut down your account. If it seems unlikely, also, you know, um, that those are also good warning signs because I have seen some spam emails and such that are well grammared, but um, they just. If it hits you in the back of your head and you're like, that doesn't sound right, I don't think my PayPal account's getting shut down, um, then, <laughs> then, uh, then listen to that little voice in the back of your head. Yeah. I've got to tell you, just you know, speaking of phones, it sure seems like in the last, I'm going to say, certainly the last year and maybe even the last 18 months, I sure get far more spam texts and um, just kind of spam phone calls than I ever have. Um, it sure seems to be ramping up in terms of just somehow people are getting my cell number. And I don't know if you guys are experiencing the same thing, but boy, I, I, I sure notice it. And 
and I find myself looking up phone numbers when I don't recognize a phone number that that calls me, and I look it up and just you know you kind of online and see what what other people are saying. Um, I don't recall, let's say, over two years ago having much of that, but boy, I should get a lot of it now. It's really frequent, and I, I'm lucky because I still have the phone number left over from my Dolby days up in San Francisco, and most of those calls originate from your own area code. And since I since I barely know anybody in the 415 anymore, um, I don't know anybody who can afford to live in the 415. Right. Um, you know, I basically know if it's from four, if it's from 415, I don't answer it. And I get several a day, and I, the phone rings. I look at it, I'm like, nope, not going to answer. And you know what? If if it's if it's legit, they'll call me. They'll leave me a message or something. Yeah, and I notice not only from the same area code, but I notice from the same prefix, the same first three numbers of my cell phone. So I'll get it, and 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 I I still have a cell phone number from a company that I used to work at. So, and we all had kind of the same prefix the first three numbers not only the area code lots of people that worked with me at that company still have that same number and so they'll spoof that first three numbers and but i'm you know i, I see it so much now i know it's not likely somebody i know or, or knew and so i ignore it but it's it's getting far more sophisticated in in their attempt to to call me and and the the latest scam i seem to be getting is somebody wanting to talk about my student loan uh, and I paid oh, my God. student off 20 years ago. So I don't have a student loan anymore. <laughs> Long <laughs> since paid off. But some people, that's, that's kind of the, spam, the, the scam or the spam that I'm getting lately. So you, we all have to be vigilant. But I sure see the, the frequency increasing. And it's, it's a bummer, you know, because especially in the early days of cell phones, nobody had your numbers. So you, you, you could always just pick it up and, 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 and say hello. And it'd be somebody that was trying to reach out to you, but nah, no longer. So it's the way of the world, right? I'm amazed that it works though. I'm amazed that, that they, that, that enough people pick it up and respond that, that it becomes profitable. I mean, I have picked up the phone a couple of times and as soon as I realize that it's a spam call, I just immediately hang up. Yeah, I do too. I do too. But it's it's a numbers game, presumably. You know, they they I guess. Yeah, that if you make a hundred thousand calls, you're going to get fifteen people or whatever the number is uh, that will participate in whatever it is you're scamming. So yeah, it's sort of like you know those guys who like go to bars and like hit on every woman in the bar, kind of figuring out eventually someone's going to say yes. It's a numbers game. And on that note, we got to take a break. You're listening to Pop Tech Radio. We've got Brent Butterworth on the show talking tech. We are coming right back. Over the years, automakers have spent a lot of time talking about the future. At Kia, they don't sit around dreaming of a better tomorrow because they already made it so that you can have it today. Introducing Kia's lineup of electrified Nero SUVs, the hybrid, the plug-in, and the electric with an EPA-estimated range of 239 miles. Because the future is just the future until we make something of it. Kia, give it everything. 239-mile EPA-estimated range on a full charge. Actual range may vary. Nero EV is in select retailers and select markets with limited availability. Hey, 
Welcome back, everyone. It is Pop Tech Radio. Mike Edshar, Brent Butterworth from The Wirecutter is here. He's the editor of Soundstage Solo as well. I happen to be also, again, looking online and saw that. Looks like Amazon. Were you a fan of the Lord of the Rings movies, Brent? Yeah, I got the job done. <laughs> got the job? It, it, they entertained me. Damning with faint praise. Uh, they were fine. But anyway, you, uh, interestingly enough, so Amazon, it looks like they're spending a ton of money. The number I saw was around a billion dollars to bring in not only a prequel series on Amazon, but also a multiplayer game on Amazon. So, Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, what we're seeing, of course, is the heating up of this you know, subscription services for games now, of course, and also for, for television. So at our house, we are an HBO, Netflix, Hulu house. What are you at your house, Brent? I am an Amazon Prime and Hulu house because Hulu, I get free one because I subscribe to Spotify. Oh, there you go. As you know, it's going to be Disney Plus is coming out, and we just found out that it's at the end of the year. Cody Castleberry, who's our producer and engineer, and who has young children, he is going to be all over that. And that's coming out November 12th, Cody, you said? Yeah, on the 12th. November, tw- November 12th. We also have some unnamed service from AT&T coming out later on in the year. AT&T, of course, owns Warner Brothers now. We have an... Un, uh, is it going to be called... Is, is the Apple service? I think the, there is a name for Apple's uh, subscription TV service. it's just Apple TV+. Plus. Apple TV Plus, I believe it is. And that's coming out sometime this year, allegedly. You know, are you going to be motivated, Brent, to to add to that? Or, or do you have, is that capped <laughs> if it's your house? Honestly, I'm not a, you know, finish dinner and watch TV guy. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't really know. Uh, I kind of have what I have because I, I'm on Amazon Prime anyway. Yes. And I get Hulu for free because of Spotify. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really choose either of my services and i'm also finding you know on the roku stick there's so much more you can get on there um you, know, you can get like the nbc nightly news and stuff on there you can get a lot of stuff on there for free and i'm not really looking for more stuff i'm thrilled if i get on you know, i get on hulu there's lots of stuff i haven't seen on hulu and you know maybe i'll go back to netflix at some point Maybe somebody will hound me into going back to Netflix. <laughs> I have friends who are like, oh, you got to watch blah, blah, whatever. Um, really, honestly, I can kind of come and go with this stuff. And it doesn't really, you know, how many more superhero vehicles do I need to see uh, at this point? Um, I'm 57 years old, man. I've kind of seen all the TV shows. They're all repeats. Even if they're new, they're still all repeats to me because it's something I've... It's you know, you, you know, I've already seen everything, I feel like. Well, it really, though, as someone who's worked in the entertainment business for a long time, it's the golden age of television right now. The stuff that is out there, that's good. And it's really hard. There's so much good stuff. There's just not enough yeah. in the day. And you read the trades here in L.A., and every soundstage is filled up. And you cannot get soundstage production time because there's so many different shows and this is because of the netflix and amazons of the world and the new players coming in that it's just everybody is making content and there's so much great content out there but just not enough time and now we've got probably more stuff coming out with disney with warner brothers with whomever there's not enough hours in the day and like you said even if you just look on the roku stick they do a really good job of a lot of 
stuff from around the world and a lot of other content that you don't have to pay for. So we are spoiled at the moment, aren't we? Yeah, and I'm, I've got so many things I want to watch that friends have recommended that, you know, maybe I'll watch a few episodes, or maybe I'll fall in love with it, who knows. But it just goes on and on and on and on and on. And it's sort of like Spotify. It's like there's just more music already on there than you could ever listen to in a lifetime. And yeah. more music you'd like. I mean, there's just so much jazz stuff I can't listen to, not to mention rock bands and all sorts of and classical. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. So this is a wonderful thing, and I'm not completely complaining at all but i haven't really been a big tv watcher since i was a kid so now you are now now i am you know when i went to college back in my day um hardly any kids had tvs in their dorm room because nobody could afford them yeah (laughs) that's weird to think about that now when tvs are practically free it has changed dramatically on that note we do need to wrap it up so i want to thank brett thanks for having coming on the show we got to do it again real soon thanks for having me on you know i'm always game to be on the show always enjoy it appreciate that and big thanks to cody castleberry he of course is the producer and engineer of our show without him it would not happen and also thanks to radio america they bring us out to all the terrestrial stations around the country mike paradiso and jenny ditas big thanks to them if you want to go back and revisit some old episodes, do so. We, of course, are on Apple iTunes, where I get mine, and everywhere else. I want to thank everyone for listening. On behalf of Pop Tech Radio, thanks for tuning in to us today. We will be back next week. So for Popular Technology Radio, I'm Mike Etchart. Have a good one. We'll see you next time. The big news from Subaru is the three-row Ascent. It's the biggest SUV from Subaru ever. There's room for seven or eight passengers with a choice of second row captain's chairs or bench seating. It'll tow up to 5,000 pounds. It has interior space you need for your whole crew. And it gets you where you want to go with the safety of a Subaru, including standard symmetrical all-wheel drive. The three-row Subaru Ascent. Love is now bigger than ever. Maximum towing capacity varies by trim level, and trailer brakes may be required. See your retailer for details.